1: Welcome to The Glowdown by Breaking Beauty. Our mid month episode featuring Breaking Beauty news, what products we're loving, and not so much, plus insider celebrity hair and makeup tips. And the trends that are blowing up our DMs? We've got the hot takes coming right up.
2: Hey guys, welcome, welcome. So we're back in the studio with our second edition of The Glowdown. This is Jill chatting, by the way, and we're really excited. We got a lot of feedback about the last episode, so thanks for tuning in, where we gave you that scoop on Glossier launching, and Carlene's foot is doing better, just giving you guys (laughs) the update. But today we're taking a little bit more of a Hollywood angle, which is awesome. Yeah. Well, we had to.
1: We had a couple of major players come into town recently. The preeminent hair colorist of the world, Tracy <laughs> Cunningham. She colors LA's super elite from Emma Stone to the Kardashians and the Jenners and many, J-Lo. many,
2: many more. Emma Stone. Yeah. Like you mentioned Emma Stone, which is yeah. I'm just obsessed with her. So I said it twice. But <laughs> JLo, I think, is obviously somebody that... People are always trying to emulate her caramel color as well. Totes. Yeah. And she just opened a second salon in L.A., which I didn't know. Yeah. It's a little gem. I wrote about it in L. Canada.
1: Oh, nice. That's a sneak peek. It's in October. Pick it up. (laughs) Um, We've also got uh, the Kardashian clan's makeup artist,
2: Joyce Benelli, who we got some inside intel from. Yeah. She was in town for a makeup event, and Joyce... She's probably better known as Kylie's Mm -hmm. makeup artist. She's definitely, you know, in that whole Kardashian gang or Jenner gang. So she's got some interesting insights. Mixing up my Kardashians and my Jenners. Yeah. (laughs) Finally, there was an interesting event in town that we decided to cover. Mm -hmm. More specifically, our great social media intern, Emily Wraith. Yes, it's a beauty pageant, Miss Canada.
1: World. World. World Canada.
2: Miss World Canada. Miss
1: World Canada yeah. happened. And uh, we I know sent... what you're
2: thinking. I know what you're thinking, listeners.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we sent Emily out um, backstage to see if she could uncover the secrets to looking pageant ready. Mm-hmm. And also low-key to find out who are
2: these yeah, who are they in twenty seventeen competing in a pageant? And I legitimately wanted to know if yeah. um, if it's still all about, you know, getting a scholarship or what what the MO is for some of these girls. Yes. So, is there
1: still a swimsuit competition? Yeah, I don't we know. We will find out. We will probably we'll have she was the reporting full glow down from the backstage. So without further ado, this is the glowdown. All right. First up, Tracy Cunningham I know she was in town for an academy that she teaches right Mm -hmm. to other hair classes hair hair colorists Mm -hmm. it was at the East Room where I work and I know that my colorist Stacy Staley from Blonde Mm -hmm.
2: was in the audience That's amazing yeah I don't know if Tracy will get into it herself but first of all I've got to tell you I've got to set the scene for this interview okay It's on a Saturday, Mm -hmm. and she's coming from LA with her whole team. I arrive at the Broadview Hotel. How big is her team? She had three stylists with her and herself, entourage Uh, of sorts. Mm Because an LA entourage is very different than like a New York entourage, in my opinion. Okay, less less running around with cell phones, freaking out. You know,
1: so we were. Were there any little dogs?
2: No. No dogs to report. Just <laughs> okay. a lot. So I get there to the Broadview Hotel right on time. I tell the front desk person I'm here to see Tracy Cunningham and she kind of gives me like a perplexed look and she's like, oh, like she was supposed to get here at 6 a.m. They took the red eye. We had instructions to get our the room ready early. But they're not here. And I turn. I was like, oh. And I turn over my shoulder and I see Tracy, who I've never met. But it can only be her because I know her from Instagram. And her team rolling in with suitcases upon suitcases of product and extensions and probably mannequin heads and all this stuff. And I like... Duck out of the way because I'm realizing in that moment that she hasn't even made it to the hotel yet. Off oh, of her red eye. Yeah, you're like, can I get you a Caesar? Yeah, like I just <laughs> I know that feeling when you've flown all night yeah. and you feel horrible and you haven't even had a shower. And I'm thinking, what on earth am yeah. I going to do here? You're like, so you're ready to chat, aren't you? I stepped away <laughs> and I just let them check in and whatever. And I go back up to the desk and I say, you know, I'm here for the interview, but I'm realizing now they're only getting here. Should we scale it back, or I can come back in an hour? I don't have a lot of window, but I can give them time to take a shower and then she called up to the room and tracy was just like nope send her up like complete wow. professional mm-hmm. so and they had only had one room ready because there was a few hiccups at the broadview hotel because it's brand new just opened that week and i'm literally up in her room hanging out with her and her three assistants her little um very well manicured um, male assistants were already wearing like gel eye patches under their eyes to get rid of oh any puffiness gosh. from the from the flight. And I then we it. just sat down and got into it and she was the consummate professional and I started by asking her about how she got into doing hair in the first place and she had a very, very famous helping hand. Can you tell me how you used to do Bette Midler's hair and how that came about?
3: Well, it was because I was the nanny to her daughter and... I, you know, when I was a kid, I would always do my mom's hair. You know, she was complaining about her hair, and I said, let me try. And I've watched Robert Ramos do her hair so many times, and, you know, and I, I mean, I really, like, that's all I've ever wanted to do. And, well, that and be a casting director or an agent. I just, you know, she, I did it every day. I did it every single morning for her.
2: Amazing. It just, like,
3: blew out her hair. And
2: how old were you when you did that?
3: bet like 20 something like 20 21 22 23
2: and yeah. then when did you start moving
3: into coloring i went to beauty school mm-hmm. bet paid for me to go to beauty school and then um yeah <laughs> and then i i sat down i was interviewing and i sat down and the girl said do you want to do cut or color and i said well i'd like to do both and she said no she said but let me tell you something cut if somebody has a haircut like that they love and they you know run out of time or money they can skip it but color they can't live without and I said, OK, color it is. So we did a call out on our social
1: media to find out what our listeners really wanted to know from Tracy. And we have a question from at Griffin, the Aesthetician. She wants to know all about how to protect color treated hair, shampoos, conditioners. What are like the
3: standbys
1: that Tracy swears by?
3: First of all, I do want to tell you that after I tried Olaplex, what I love about the product is is that you just put a quarter ounce of Olaplex into your product, to your bleach, hair lightener, they call it now. It changes everything. Mm-hmm. But you don't change what you do. You still use the same products. You still use the same shampoo and conditioner you use. Now, when you use it as a ha- at-home treatment, it's a, a pre-treatment. Mm-hmm. So you put it in your hair, you leave it in. People usually do their chores or you know, sit around and watch TV and go about their day. They, they call it a... Olaplex Bunday, mm-hmm. and then and then they wash and condition their hair because the only time I've ever heard of anyone not loving Olaplex is when they forget. You know, they think that Olaplex is the conditioner mm-hmm. and it will soften your hair. It does. It doesn't do that. It relinks the bonds. Okay. Yeah.
2: So then the hair is stronger and the stronger. Color is and better. then afterwards
3: you condition it that makes it you know that makes it soft. Oh. So in the answer answering your question yeah. about color. By linking your bonds, it does make the hair stronger and the color, the artificial color doesn't fall out of the hair. Mm -hmm. So it is good to do an olaplex treatment, you know, and then try to use sulfate-free shampoos and conditioners. Mm -hmm. With that
2: answer, really what you want to be doing is keeping your hair as healthy as possible. Then your color is going to look phenomenal.
1: Well, it's no surprise that she mentioned Olaplex. She is an ambassador, but honestly, like whether she was or not, any hair colorist like worth their salt these days is using Olaplex when they're coloring, especially blondes. I myself went from dark brown to bleach blonde over the course of about a year. You can read about my journey in the kit. And Olaplex was honestly game changer. Mm-hmm. Like I got lazy about using the at-home treatment and my hair just started to turn to straw, it Started. Yeah using it again and it got so much more silky yeah so colorists use it inside the when they're actually doing the treatment mm-hmm.
2: and then you you take like this little bottle home yeah. and use it for maintenance too yeah for someone like tracy cunningham why people seek her out mm-hmm. it's not because they want to go with these crazy colors yeah. i mean maybe here and there but why they're seeking her out and what she's absolutely known for as a signature is making people look phenomenal and very natural, like. Even if you're platinum blonde, somehow it looks like you were born that way. Yeah. And she tells this story. I've read her, you know, other interviews with her where she talks about having done this cover for Vogue and she was just melting down on set because they were like, make it edgier, make it edgier. And she's just like, that's not what I'm about. Yeah. I'm why people like J Lo and Emma Stone and Khloe Kardashian come to me is because I make them look their best. Yeah. And she even joked to me, said, she's like, listen, there's four hair colors. There's red, there's brown, there's blonde, there is black. Yeah. And she's like, you guys are always trying to ask me like how to mix it up and, and this and that. Yeah, do not ask Tracy yeah. what the trend is for fall because yeah. you are going to get
1: shut right down.
2: <laughs> but all of that being said, even though she's so well known for for color she has absolutely beautiful curly hair and I just think there's a a lot of misinformation out there about taking care of curly hair so I couldn't let her go and missing information yeah exactly and so Mm -hmm. I couldn't let her go without asking her best tips about taking care of her beautiful curly hair and what products she loves
3: I like the uh, Carol's daughter's milk but starts making my hair feel a bit greasy after a while I like the Purology. I'm not sure what it's called. It's like clear, but it also has like a, like a tornado inside of it. And it's like cream and it's like gel and conditioner all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, Whey has a, a curly hair. Um, with, the trick with curly hair is I'm sorry, but you have to just continue buying products all the time because our hair gets sick of it. Like back in the day, I was obsessed with foam, uh, Paul Mitchell foaming pomade, and you know I still have to keep a little bit of that in my you know my my bathroom. Uh, Lanza conditioner, they're their leave-in conditioner. I use that a little bit. I literally use everything. Um, Redken has uh, a whole curly line. I use that whole thing. You just have to switch it up all the time. Mm-hmm.
2: Next up, we have our great social media intern Emily in her chat with Joyce Benelli, who is the Kardashian and Jenner makeup queen. She was in town with Shoppers Drug Mart, so let's hear what she has to say. Take it away, Emily.
0: As someone so bold as Kylie, did she like turn to you for advice when she was putting together her lip kit?
4: Yeah, of course. Yeah, she was definitely inspired by um, my dark matte colors that I did on her, and uh, like the brown and the black. And we had, like, a couple really cool moments with that. <laughs> and... um, How about Kim? With the contour kit, of course. She always FaceTimes me and is like, Is this shade? What this shade? Like, uh, you know, like, she's cute. She's, like, always asking for advice. And, um... She's, she's really good with information, you know? She probably asks every makeup artist that she knows, like, their opinion. And then narrows down, like, her like whole situation because you can't really come out with every single color so also just as an artist I mix so many shades of everything Mm -hmm. you've mentioned that your upcoming makeup line will focus just on a few different products that you love including
0: I know an eyebrow gel can you tell us what else we can expect from the makeup line
4: yeah it's small in the sense of um like for instance the lipsticks there isn't 58 shades of lipstick you know but there's It's considered like a full line range of a little bit of everything. But um, basically for me, just the must-haves from tools to every part of the makeup. So, um, yeah, I can't really say so much. All under wraps. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. All under wraps because anything I say, someone does it, you know? Yeah. It's not going to launch for... Um, at least a year and a half if I'm lucky. So, but it's going to be just, uh, um, the must haves of what, well, because what I find is that makeup is really for every woman, it's a ritual. So, um, and this is, you know, general statement, but even I found like the girl who's like the most tomboyish or absolutely resents girls that wear makeup and they're, oh my god! Like, look at me! Like, I talk like this just making fun of, like, everyone and myself included. (laughs) Like, it's not that serious. But I found, like, someone that, like, really hates just makeup, period. They're the first to jump in my chair when no one's looking and go, what can you do? Like, what would you do, you know, if you had five seconds, you know? And, um, I think that it's just human nature. We all want to, like, feel good about ourselves. We all want to desired. So um, I feel like everything I do is just like more about what brings like the confidence out of like just even my clients or just anyone I work with. A lot of people are redoing looks and that's just becoming like, a to me it's become an epidemic of contouring, like being so literal. And really it started from just um, giving an illusion that maybe someone has more of a jawline, like myself, than I actually do. Like, everyone in my family has, like, no jawline. <laughs> so it's like, oh, like, that's how it started. I'll, like, get it in there. And um, something that I have found, um, just for a tip to go along with this being said, um, for instance, if you're using a powdered um, contour, just to go two to even three shades lighter than what people are doing, because then that way you're actually getting the contour with certain lighting, you're really going to have shaped your face without it being so literal. This mascara is one that I use on a daily basis, and it's the Hypnos Doll Lash. Has to be Doll Lash. What's different about Doll Lash? (laughs) So the wands are different, and this is the one (laughs) that I like because you can have like a controlled area with the smaller part and then I like the thicker one just for more volume and I've been doing this all day so (laughs) don't look close, my lashes probably look crazy. But I just like love it because I do really close to the lash line and shush. I like to do, like I was saying, just like back and forth, like really close. It's not really working right now because there's so much on here from right before. (laughs) But when you kind of do this, it, like, helps to, like, get your lashes to stand up. And this is also after heating your um, lash curler that's metal, just in case, anyway, with your blow dryer. Mm -hmm. For one second, it heats up, then your lashes are really standing up. And then this adds even more. If you don't have a lash curler, really important to get the side-to-side and then bringing it up.
1: All right, now we're taking it to the streets. This is our new segment called On the Street. catchy <laughs> we sent emily in miss world canada pageant it was with a cause guys before you knock mm-hmm. it down it was for what was it in support
2: of now the children's wish foundation was it not yeah. yeah beauty
1: with a purpose was the theme and funds were raised for the children's wish foundation now this was even a bit of a sticking
2: point between you and i if we should do this or I not know, it's true because i think it's no surprise that any of our listeners I'm sure would agree that pageants kind of have a bad rap. Everyone's, you know, sort of wondering really what they're doing around in 2017 still, speaking well, really when, honestly. And remember when Trump was Ugh. like sponsoring all of them?
1: Yeah. And it was just
2: like I can't even deal with that. But yeah, no, he was like creeping around in their like locker rooms and stuff. Like just absolutely vile. It's but true. it's it's something that you think of really belonging in Vegas or some like showgirl thing. But you know what? We were Frankly, really curious about what goes on at a pageant in twenty seventeen because nobody's really reporting on it aside from like the 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 headlines, you know. Whatever. Exactly.
1: Well, and the thing is, like, listen, I I defended it. I was like, I'm not saying I defend pageants in general, but I was like, how is this different from going and covering like Victoria's Secret Fashion Show? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're selling bikinis. These are like young women who have, you know, something behind them, like they're, they're scholars, like there's a reason why they got into it. And I don't think it was necessarily that they were all just a size two. Yeah. Um, this is what I asked Emily to kind of try to Dig uncover, into. in yeah. addition to some of their beauty tips and tricks. And uh, let's see
5: what she came back with. My name is Jennifer Turner and I am a professional makeup artist and I'm self-employed. My business name is Modern Makeup.
0: What are three things that I would need to do to get pageant
5: ready? Exfoliate your skin, bring fake lashes, false lashes, and
0: put on a little more of everything than you think necessary. What is the craziest thing you have seen or heard backstage at a pageant?
5: Two years ago when I was doing the makeup, as an artist, I didn't actually see it, but I heard about it, about somebody's face getting turned green. <laughs> <laughs> there, there might have been a makeup school involved, and I'm not sure what happened, but there was a lot of crying, and somebody's skin was green. And so when you say green, do you mean like it wouldn't come off? Like a temporary stain, no. so to speak? No, not quite. If you've ever heard of like using a corrector, yes. green is known to take away redness, but Yellow should be preferred because it's closer to what your skin is naturally, right? Most people have a yellow undertone. Green would be, like, very heavy. If you had, like, an extremely red pimple on your face, you could put green and then cover it up with concealer and then your foundation. But, again, that's a lot of layers. My guess is that this girl had, like, a sunburn. I I don't know for a fact, but my guess is she had redness in her face, so they tried to correct it with green, and failed. They shrecked it.
6: (laughs) Good way to put it, yes, they shrecked it. (laughs) Courtney Mandock from Winnipeg, Manitoba.
0: What's been the best part about doing a pageant?
6: Honestly, it's the confidence. I can see the girls, like, the change, I can see the change in myself from when, like, I first started it, and, like, my very first one, to where I am now. So when you're not competing in the pageants, what do you do? Are you in school? Are you working? So I'm actually about to enter my last year of mechanical engineering. I've chosen, like as my beauty with a purpose, breaking stereotypes because of that exactly. Someone looks, they hear that I'm a pageant pageant contestant, so I mean, there's countless stereotypes about those. They know that I'm an engineering. Okay, wait, what? First off, if they know of both of them, they can't balance them. Mm-hmm. What do you mean you can be both? How can you be both? I don't understand, right? And then, I mean, just with everything else that goes around, like I want to be able to help kids and I do that as it is and I love it so much. Like, it's so great. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, and I think like just the nature of what you just said, breaking the stereotypes and showing uh, people, men and women and boys and girls, that you can be more than one thing is such a like such a foundational feminist approach. So is the, is the pageant a feminist experience for you? Is that Would you say it is?
6: Absolutely. People always see like feminists as like hating men, but no, it's empowering women. And I find the difference with like the miss and some of the like ladies that I've met here is that we want everyone to do well because in them doing well whoever ends up winning knows that everyone else was at their best and that they really deserved it I don't know it's just it's really cool to be able to see that part of it right so it is definitely and yeah some people may say like because we're in like swimsuits on stage we're in heels Okay. Yes, we are, but that's not all of it. Okay. It's also a choice. It is completely like no one's forcing us to do this. This is what we want to do, it knowing, and we have the opportunity to make a difference. And I think that means so much more. Thanks for
1: tuning in. Visit breakingbeauty.ca to sign up for our newsletter, and every episode will be delivered direct to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And be sure to subscribe to us. There's Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and SoundCloud wherever you get your podcast fix. And if you're up for it, show your love by writing a review in iTunes.